You're listening to sermons from St. Macarios the Great, Orthodox Mission in Hyde Park. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning, I have one main point I want to explore with you. The thing I want to draw out of this parable this morning is the question of identity. Who am I? I suspect this is a question we have all faced in our lives at various points, whether it be a moment of crisis or a tough decision, or a moment of doubt or uncertainty, or even just in our everyday lives. We've all faced this question, who am I? And it's a hard question to answer in our society, because we tend to identify ourselves by what we do. We can see this in the way that we talk to one another. How often have you been at a party or an event where you're meeting new people, and one of the first questions that comes up in conversation is, what do you do? Oh, me, I'm a priest, for instance, or Perhaps you say, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm a teacher, I'm a student, I'm a manager, I work at FedEx, you know, whatever it might be, whatever your particular profession is. What we do for a living often becomes a defining feature of our external identities. Or, alternatively, we often define ourselves by our hobbies or our interests. I like to play board games, for instance, or I like to ride bikes, I like cooking or photography, or I like to read, I enjoy this particular set of television programs and that particular movie franchise. Whatever your hobbies or interests might be, they can also become a key part of our identity that we present to the world. It's been said that we more readily identify ourselves as human doings rather than human beings. We place doing over being. And this is what both sons believe in the parable we heard this morning. Now, traditionally, we call this Sunday the Sunday of the prodigal son, and this parable the parable of the prodigal son. But, of course, as we heard, our Lord tells a story of two sons and their father. It is two sons, not just one, who are lost in this parable. And they're both lost because neither knows who they are. The younger son seeks to find his identity outside of the father's house. He takes his inheritance early and heads out into the world to find himself. He wants some independence, some unique experiences. He wants to know what life is like outside the provincial world of his village. So he travels with his newfound wealth to a far country and quickly spends his money freely. But when the money runs out and a famine strikes the land, the younger son must sell his labor as a pig farmer. 
It's only when the younger son is overwhelmed by his hunger that he returns to himself and decides it's time to return home. His plan is simple. He will confess his sins and his unworthiness and beg his father to take him on as a hired hand. Now we can note that when the younger son comes to his senses and seeks to return to his father's house, he's still operating according to the world of doing. The younger son still identifies himself by what he has done. He is the son who squandered his inheritance. He identifies himself as the son who is not worthy to be called by that name. He identifies himself by what he might offer his father, his future service, as a hired hand. According to the younger son, his identity is a failure and a servant. Now, the elder son faces a similar crisis of identity in this parable. He finds his identity in his obedience and his lifelong service to the father. He has never disobeyed a commandment. He has worked and done his duty, and that is who he is. But despite his seeming good behavior, we discover that the elder son, too, understands his identity according to what he does. He sees himself as a servant, or perhaps even as a slave. You could easily translate his statement, All these years I have worked like a slave for you, and never disobeyed your command. That is the elder son's self-identity, an obedient slave. Now what's interesting about this parable is how the father responds to both of his son's identity crises. When the younger son returns thinking himself a failure and identifying as a servant, the father embraces him as a son. He gives him the best robe, puts sandals on his feet, a ring on his finger. He kills the fatted calf to celebrate his return. The father sees that the true identity of the younger son is as his beloved child. The father identifies the son not by what he has done, but by who he is. The father places being overdoing. The same is true of how the father responds to the elder son. He has defined himself by his obedience and by his service, but the father sees the elder son for who he is and not for what he has done. He tells him, son, you are always with me. All that I have is yours. The father seeks to remind the elder son of his true identity, not as the obedient slave, but as his beloved 
child. Now this is a a fitting meditation for us this morning as we continue our preparation for Great Lent. It's so easy for us to get confused about where our true identity comes from. We identify ourselves with all these external things, our jobs, our hobbies, our interests, even our obedience or our disobedience, our failures in the Christian life or our successes. This can be a temptation for us during Great Lent, where we will increase our prayer and our fasting and our almsgiving, our church attendance during this time of year. And it's not that these are bad things. These are all good and beautiful and necessary things if we want to mature in our Christian lives. But we will never understand them properly. We will never properly know how to do things until we know our true identities, until we can discover how to merely be with God. Before we can engage any of these spiritual practices properly, or before we can approach Lent and understand ourselves as sinners in a healthy manner, the church wants to remind us of our true identity. Our true selves are found not in what we do not in what we have done, but in who we are. We are God's beloved children. You are God's beloved child. We cannot change that fact no matter how obedient or disobedient we may be. We are God's beloved children. You are God's beloved child. It's only by understanding this fact that we can act properly in the world. When we know who we are, then we know how to do. This is how St. Paul puts it in his letter to the Romans. You did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through which we cry, Abba, Father. Or again, as he says to the Galatians, as proof that you are children, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. That is our true identity. Because our lives are hidden with Christ in God, and we are adopted by God. We are his beloved children. So as we prepare to enter the Great Fast, as we prepare for Great Lent, remember your true identity. Remember who you are. You are God's beloved child. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.